reviewing TV shows and films, dishing out sports picks and dimes, providing you a slice of economics with a hidden gem tied in. Become a paid subscriber to Preston Super Show at anchor.fm slash Preston's Super Show slash subscribe. Thanks for listening and God bless. Star Trek Discovery, Season 4, Episode 9, Rubicon. In Star Trek Voyager, they gave a character an episode almost to themselves, where the episode tied into that character, and they revolved that through the show's entirety. In Deep Space Nine, my favorite Star Trek, they built deep, rich character storylines and had a free-flowing dialogue among many of the members. In Discovery, the closer the character is to the captain, the bigger role they have, and the more the episode would shine a light on them and their character. And in this episode, we get a good dose of what I described. Saru's romance is brewing, sort of. An old friend returns, and a lot of infighting is occurring on the starship. Keeping it interesting, I guess. The ending is one I didn't see coming, and I don't believe many people did. Starting from where we left off in episode 8, All In, episode 9 is really the tale of a three-part, maybe even four-part, episode that's been building around the DMA in this quest to destroy it. Dr. Tarvok and Booker have to be stopped. Michael has overcome Madam President Rylak's doubts, but now she has to overcome her own. The Admiral's character has grown on me as well, Admiral Vance. He introduces Commander Nan back into the show. Not in a corny, sappy way but in a way that allows her character to flourish as an impartial representative of the Federation to step in and carry out the orders to blow up in Booker's ship as a last resort. It can be said that when you come up with the plan B, that becomes the plan. That is where this episode heads. After Discovery and Book trade some warning shots between Captain Burnham and uh, Cleveland Booker, Dr. Tarvok decides he's going to lay into them and launches a plasma blast out of anger that really does damage. One of the transporting ships almost gets destroyed by the Doctor's cryo-freezing technology that nearly kills half the Discovery crew. Booker's pissed because he did not approve of that technology being installed on his ship. And that is when their business partnership begins to slide on sharp rocks. Once the trust is broken, the plan to destroy the DMA looks as if it will fail. Booker ultimately decides he will stand down and surrenders to discovery. Until Dr. Tarvok slams the weapon and destroys the DMA, only to create another DMA. Booker and Dr. Tarkvok, they jump to another dimension in their ship. Discovery avoids the explosion. 
The DMA is this force field, destroy, it destroys planets and it jumps from galaxy all around to different galaxies. Dr. Tarvok, Booker have great motives for destroying the DMA originally. However, they allowed the cure to become worse than the problem. Both their worlds were destroyed by the DMA. They had noble ambitions, but went against every protocol. And I don't think that it would be right for the show if accountability wasn't held in some fashion. Sand out some individual awards. They utilized Dr. Culber much better than the last episode. He's on the ship that initially is about to be destroyed. And there's a deep irony there, as he is a character that has been brought back from the dead, literally. Dr. Culber settles a dispute between Lieutenant Commander Jen Reyes and Lieutenant Commander R.A. Bryce. Stepping in for Saru and keeping the dialogue flowing. Next up we have Paul Stamets, the premier engineer on the ship. Played by the great Anthony Rapp. And he doesn't have a big role. Except he comes up with the plan B I spoke about earlier. Because he was able to give Captain Burnham the information about how long before the DMA would jump to begin destroying again. She used that information to talk Booker down, and out of his plans. Ultimately didn't work. Both these characters and Colburn Stamets were almost non-existent last episode, and here they are, playing great parts in this fluid show. One person was missing, however, and that's the beautiful Sylvia Tilly, played by Amanda Wiseman. Her presence is missed. The laughter, the quirks, the smiles. We as true fans miss her. She is that bubbly personality that balances out the serious situations and tense moments. You know, I have a few last thoughts for this episode. I feel like the writers did a good job, somehow, some way, of listening to the fans and the critics. This is a five-star episode for me. I highly recommend this show. This and 1883 are my favorite shows going right now. I will get to Peacemaker and some others for us, but this is about Discovery today. Let's give it up for Captain Michael Burnham, who really gave a fair representation of how this type of situation can be handled on an emotional level as well as a tactical level. Brilliant performance by her. I did miss Commander Dina, and I was really enjoying her character before they took her away from us. We'll see how that plays out, but she gave an excellent performance. Admiral Vance, a character that grew on me, and I like his parts in the series overall, but this episode was a nice touch. You know, in closing today, I don't think that this quest to destroy the DMA is the end-all be-all of the show. A lot of potential is here for something grander beyond the DMA. We will have to wait and see. But I really enjoyed this episode, and it's it's a five-star episode. I hope you watch it, too. The hidden gem is South Park, bigger, longer, and uncut. So go ahead and check that one out. Um, I don't know if you've seen it before, but if you haven't, you're going to have a lot of laughs. Thank you for tuning in to Preston's Super Show, 
and you can go ahead and listen to the other uh, Star Trek Discoveries uh, and, and their reviews I did. Go ahead and browse around and see what else you like. But ladies and gentlemen, just like the hands of time, I'm turning it over to you. Good night, everyone, and God bless.